Welcome to the Four Initiative Podcast, where we believe that in knowing God through Christ, we find our purpose. In Romans eleven thirty six, it says, For from Him, and through Him, and for Him are all things. When we align our lives to this truth, that we were created by Him, and through Him, and for Him, everything changes. See, your purpose and fulfillment is found in bringing glory to the one you were created for. We are in a series entitled Words to Live By. In this year of 2021, we are using each month to focus on a new word that teaches us the truth of Scripture and engages us in God's purpose for us. So we invite you, listen each week as we go to the Word of God together and allow it to impact our lives. We also encourage you, join with our Facebook group, Words to Live By. And this is a community of women learning and growing in their relationship with God and with each other. And so we're glad you're with us today. Let's jump into our Word of the Month. Welcome back, friends, to the final week of Choosing to Live by the Word Steward. This is week five, and as you close out this last week of Choosing to Live by the Word Steward, I want to look with you at one last topic that I believe is most important, stewarding the gospel. You learned earlier this year that gospel means the good news of Jesus Christ and the salvation that he offers to mankind. How are you stewarding that good news in a way that will give God a return on his investment in you? The following two verses come to mind often when I write. Romans 14, 12. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. And 2 Corinthians 5, 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body whether good or evil. Those words hit me hard because for years I struggled to know what my true gifting from God was. Becoming an author and Bible teacher is something I never imagined I would be doing in my life. If it wasn't for my husband Jonathan pushing me, and I mean really pushing me to write devotionals, I choose and words to live by would never have been put on paper. If you knew me in my younger years of life, you would have seen me pursuing a lot of the same things my older siblings did. I was the fourth child in my family that chose to attend Moody Bible Institute for college. But my story in getting there looked a little different. I thought it would be easy to get accepted to Moody because surely they would want someone like me who was sold out to the Lord and willing to serve him anywhere I could in ministry. I wanted to learn further how to steward the gospel well. However, that was not exactly the case. Everything would be done in God's timing and in His way, not mine. I was not accepted to Moody my first year and put on a waiting list for the following year. That was a big blow to my pride and started to feed my insecurities in a major way. Out of desperation and still wanting to serve God, I immediately applied and was accepted to the Children's Ministry Institute of Child Evangelism Fellowship. I had worked with this ministry for years in high school and thought, if Moody doesn't want to train me and use me, at least CMI will. I also had this false idea for years that 
Children's ministry was really one of the only ones within the church that women were allowed to serve in. So within a matter of two weeks, I went from packing my belongings and moving three hours away to moving eight hours away from home to further my schooling. God used that time in a powerful way in my life. He needed to remove me from any distractions and following the path of my older siblings by pushing me to step out and stretch my faith. After I graduated from CMI, then I was accepted to Moody and I started school the following year. My major started out as children's ministry, then changed to Bible theology with a minor in music, to eventually dropping the music and just studying the Bible. I loved studying the Bible. I have always struggled in school with taking tests, so to make up for it, I would do the extra credit of writing papers to bring my grades up. I've always loved writing, too. My favorite was when my professor would have us do creative writing. Now, I still struggled with insecurity when it came to my writing because I was never good at grammar. My research writing professor in college, Miss Hecht, would have grammar parties after class in her office for students to raise their grade. I remember always meeting outside her door for grammar parties with one other guy in the class. We both had embarrassed looks on our faces, but eventually learned to laugh off the fact that grammar wasn't our strong point. Knowing that I struggled with grammar, I concluded that While I found writing to be enjoyable and fun, it would never amount to anything for me. The fall of 2018, I struggled with where God had me at in life, so I ran to his word. I studied the Bible deeply and shared my thoughts from my devotional time constantly with Jonathan. He told me I needed to start writing these down as devotionals, and I thought he was crazy. I started to let my insecurities take control again. If there is one thing that Jonathan has told me frustrates him in our marriage, it is when I am insecure. And he was not about to let me bury a gifting he saw within me. And so he kept pushing me. I started writing and finished a short 30-day devotional just before Christmas. So I gifted it to a few family and friends. Fast forward to the spring of 2019, a few months into the pandemic. Jonathan told me that I needed to share this devotional with more people who were struggling during COVID-19. Still thinking he was crazy, I fought against insecurity and pushed myself to start a Facebook group to encourage women around the world. That group of women grew larger and faster than I ever imagined. I sat back in amazement and watched God use all those times alone with him that I had written about to encourage, strengthen, and comfort other followers of Jesus and their walk with him. God had given me a gift that, quite honestly, I was embarrassed to ever fully tap into because I still had so much to learn when it came to writing. I then realized this gift of writing was something that I had to steward well because I would give an account someday before God for what he had entrusted to me. Stewarding something does not mean that you have arrived and know everything there is to know. 
The life of a steward is constantly learning and growing. I take my writing very seriously because I know I will stand before God someday and give an answer for every word I have shared with you. But I also don't let it stop me from using that gift. If God has given you a gift, he will give you everything you need to use it for his glory. Remember, his glory, not yours. Do I still struggle with insecurity? Yes. But I don't feed it or let it stop me because that would be burying a gift from God that he has entrusted to me to steward his gospel well. Do I need encouragement to keep fighting against those thoughts? Yes, we all need encouragement from time to time. And I am thankful that my greatest cheerleader who pushes me beyond what I feel capable of is my husband, Jonathan. After I wrote and published my first devotional, I Choose, I gifted it to my parents for Christmas. They have played the greatest role in discipling me as a child. A few days after we returned home from visiting them, I got a phone call from my dad telling me how proud he was of me and that he had no clue I knew how to write and study the scriptures the way I did. Now, if there is one person in life that most people want to hear encouragement from besides their heavenly father, it is usually their earthly father. And God gave me that gift from that phone call that I will treasure forever. I've looked back and read that devotional many times, and there are things I have thought about changing or editing and then decided against it. I want to look back at the raw, imperfect, simple devotional it is from that season of my life and leave it exactly how it was written so that I can compare it to how much God continues to teach me and grow me from his word. Just the other week when I was starting to feel insecure again, one of our students from when Jonathan and I were in youth ministry reached out and told me that I had the gift of teaching. Those words of encouragement are what push me to keep going in my study of scripture, writing, and teaching. I use them to fight off insecurity and boldly step forward with courage in what God has entrusted to me. The goal of my writing is not to make a name for myself, but for God's words to go forth and the message of the gospel to be proclaimed and received. I believe that my words will never have transforming power, but God's alone. That is why I always want to point you to the power of scripture and the great truths that are tucked inside. Stewardship of the gospel was of high value to Jesus, and he taught his disciples what that looked like while here on this earth. Luke 9 tells of when Jesus first sends out the disciples to share his gospel with the world. When Jesus had called the twelve together, he gave them power and authority to drive out demons and to cure diseases, and he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God to heal the sick. He told them, take nothing for the journey, no staff, no bag, no bread, no money, no extra shirt. Whatever house you enter, stay there until you leave that town. If people do not welcome you, 
leave their town and shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. So they set out and went from village to village, proclaiming the good news and healing people everywhere. Now Herod the Tetrarch heard about all that was going on, and he was perplexed because some were saying that John had been raised from the dead, others that Elijah had appeared, and still others that one of the prophets of long ago had come back to life. But Herod said, I beheaded John. Who then is this I hear such things about? And he tried to see him. When the apostles returned, they reported to Jesus what they had done. Luke 9, 1-10 Jesus gave his disciples everything they needed, power and authority, to steward his gospel well. Then he sent them out. Jesus told them not to take anything because they would stay with people who welcomed them and provided for their needs. The disciples' response was obedience to this stewardship. They went and did as Jesus told them. Their testimony was so great that Herod heard all that was happening and people thought prophets had come back to life. The disciples took their job of stewarding the gospel seriously. Notice the first thing the disciples did when they returned. They reported to Jesus all they had done. They gave an account for how they stewarded the message of the gospel. A few verses later in the chapter, Jesus said these thought-provoking words to his disciples in Luke 9, 23-26. Then he said to them all, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit their very self? Whoever is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his glory and in the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. Friend, if you want to be a fully committed disciple of Jesus, the first step is to deny yourself. Deny your wants, your desires, your dreams, even the American dream. None of those will ever satisfy in the end. If you are willing to give it all up now, Jesus guarantees that you will have it all in the end. Are you willing to give up all your hopes and dreams to gain an eternal future with Jesus that is far beyond what you could ever imagine? For me, that meant giving up on my dreams of being a great musician or children's ministry director to pursue what Jesus specifically had set aside for me, the writing and teaching of his word. I cannot begin to tell you how satisfying it is to live within your God-given purpose. Every time I study, write, or teach the scriptures, I come alive in a whole new way as I steward the gift of the gospel that God has given me. For some of you, it will look different. Maybe you are called to steward the gospel in your workplace, at the grocery store, as a parent, to your neighbor, on your worship team, as a janitor, 
as a waitress, stewarding your business, live out and steward the gospel in whatever area God has gifted you. And yes, more than likely, it will look different than those around you. Don't try to live out your own desires. Live out Jesus' desires for you. Make it your goal to give him a great return on his investment in you. There is one other area of denying yourself that is important to note, and that is denying the thought that you're good enough to get to heaven on your own. The world is trying to tell you that you can and you are good enough, but scripture tells that you fall short. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Now I could stop right there, but that would leave you with no hope, and there is always hope found in Jesus. 1 Corinthians 15.3-4 tell about what Jesus did for you. Christ died for your sins according to the scriptures that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. The only thing that is required of you is to repent and believe in Jesus' sacrifice for you. Mark 1.15 reads, The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Will you make that decision today? Once you do, It is then your gift to steward the gospel of Jesus Christ. How are you doing at stewarding the gospel in your life? Are you using the gift God has given to you and investing it for him? Don't bury your gift. God wants to see his investment in you multiply. Father, thank you for this last week of learning what it means to steward your gospel well. God, I pray for any listening today, if they do not have that personal relationship with you, God, that they would take that first step in denying themselves, repenting, confessing of their sins, and placing their faith in Jesus alone to save them. Lord, would you grant that to them today? And God, For the rest of us who are already followers of you, Lord, I ask that you would help us, teach us to steward your gospel well. God, we will all have to stand before you someday and give an account for how we lived here on this earth. And God, I pray that you would help us to call to mind daily scripture in our head that talks about these truths of stewardship, that we would choose to um, care for the things that you have placed in our life in a way that would give you a return on your investment in us. God, thank you for your love and for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. You have been listening to the Four Initiative Podcast. We hope that you have been encouraged today to know Jesus and find your purpose in living for Him. If you'd like to go deeper with our study, you can connect with us at our Facebook group, Words to Live By. We encourage you even to send us a message and check out some more resources at www.fourinitiative.com.